Today's episode of Recovery Survey is fueled by Brainwash Coffee Company. I'm sure you've heard that drug and alcohol use is on the rise, especially during the pandemic. And Brainwash Coffee Company is working to raise money and awareness to support people seeking help. They donate 50% of their profits and their mission is to give back to the amazing recovery community. Their why is bold and their coffee is fresh. So if you want to sip on an amazing brew that warms your mind, body, and soul, then visit brainwashcoffeeco.com and use promo code recovery survey at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Brainwash Coffee Company, simple coffee for complicated people. You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. So there was a long time, um, a lot of years of starts and stops of trying to get sober. I still was able to have jobs and be successful and have relationships and really not very many people in my life knew um, this struggle, which allowed it allowed me to also not know, you know, I like kind of lie to myself about it for a long time that, you know, this is, this is okay. This is normal. If I surround myself with other people who are doing the same thing, it's okay. My guest today is named Liz McKean. She is a yoga teacher and the national virtual program manager at the Phoenix. Welcome to the show, Liz. All right. Well, hi. Um, my name is Liz McKean. Um, I am a person in recovery. I live in uh, Tampa, Florida. I'm actually from Western New York. So I came down here to escape the cold weather. And um, yeah, I am just excited to, to be here. Sharing about my recovery is something that is relatively new to me um, within the past, I guess, within the past year. Um and it's amazing how it gets just a little easier every time. And it's really an honor to be able to talk about recovery. It's an honor to be able to talk about the Phoenix, which um, I know we're going to go into, which is a big part of my recovery and actually where I work now. And um, yeah, I just always, always feel like it's such an honor to be able to, to share this kind of thing um, with folks because these are the, you know, podcasts and books and just people being open um, is really what got me sober. So like to be here yeah so glad to have you here and you know like like you like we talked about before you were on the uh on the live stream on facebook so we've already kind of had this conversation a little bit before so we we know each other and so i feel like we kind of hit it off and so that's part of the reason i wanted to have you on on this other show um because i i loved your message and love what you had to say so welcome to recovery survey so glad to have you on the show today thank you i'm really glad to be here excited to be able to do this again so fun to see you again yeah and i'm mm -hmm. gonna try to actually look at the camera even though it's an audio only podcast like <laughs> we talked about i'm still figuring out the whole live stream thing and um you know glad to have people that are they're gracious enough to come on as we're learning and experimenting and and figuring things out oh yeah no it's great i feel like it's more comfortable that way too when when we're all just kind of like doing the best we can you know it's the world we live in now is figuring out new ways of doing things, new tech all the time, all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, for, for the listeners that, that aren't on both, uh, aren't following both podcasts that don't know you, would you mind sharing your story with us? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Um, 
And, you know, it's funny, it comes out different every time. So I feel like I'm trying to remember how I, how I described it on um, your other show. And I'm sure it's going to sound different because there's just so many little, like in little tiny parts of it that um, I, I kind of love just going with the flow. So um, I, let's see, I actually am a person who didn't even drink until I was in college. Actually, I was like a really good kid, high achiever, good grades and all the sports teams and president of all the clubs and all those things. And um, then I got to college and I had always struggled with um, anxiety and panic disorder. Those were a big part of my entire childhood, even before I had language for it. You know, I was the kid that was like up all night, um, just worried about whatever, you know, whether it was somebody breaking into my house or some, you know, the test that I had the next day, you know, it was just always something to be really um, scared about. And I didn't really understand what that was about. And when I got to college and the first time I did drink, like I remember just crystal clear that feeling of, of like, I found it, like, this is the thing, like, this is, I feel I'm better. This is how it like life is supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to feel. And, um, I don't ever want to not feel this way, you know, which is, you know, a pretty big red flag. Um, but I continued, you know, still was able to be very high functioning, you know, made it through college, did well. Um, just, was kind of a, a party girl, you know, really enjoyed going out and allowed that to just become part of my identity that I was even a little bit proud of. And as I got into adulthood and the friends around me um, did less of that, you know, like went, went into careers and everything and weren't so much still going with the party, I, I still held on to that as a big part of my um, identity and existence and just like the thing that I did for fun. Um, and for a while it was really fun. I actually, you know, there's a lot of good memories there, but, um, pretty quickly it turned into something that kind of turned against me. I think like for, for a lot of us, there was, um, suddenly started being less good times and more just like medi medicating, you know, like I, the anxiety that I had always suffered from got a lot worse. Um, so the thing that was helping me with it really started to make it, more intense, both just like as a physical thing. I mean, anxiety, that's like a real thing that, um, you know, a hangover is much more than a headache. It's also that just crippling fear and the shaking and um, all those things just started to be part of my everyday life. So at any moment I was either, you know, drunk or hungover or, um, and always anxious and just always trying to chase down that initial feeling of like, ah, oh, like everything's going to be better, just chasing it. Um, so there was a long time, um, a lot of years of starts and stops of trying to get sober. I still was able to have jobs and be successful and have relationships and really not very many people in my life knew um, this struggle, which allowed it, allowed me to also not know, you know, like kind of lie to myself about it for a long time that, you know, this is, this is okay. This is normal. If I surround myself with other people who are doing the same thing, it's okay. And um and then there started being some some consequences um, where you know it would, it would affect my my relationships, it would affect my um, my jobs, and and just little cracks in that facade that I had built so carefully over the years. Um, but I still hung on to it. You know, it's still this is the thing that I need, that I love, that I you know is gonna allows me to survive in this world. Um, I don't know how to do this life without this, and I was kind of resigned to that, um, and. 
the consequences got worse, the the bottoms got deeper. And um, so finally, it got very clear that it was, you know, I'm going to die or end up in jail if if this if this continues. Um, So I had a few different attempts at getting sober and, and stints here and there, you know, I'd have like nine months, 10 months, a year here and there, but get to that point where um, it's like, well, I've, I've been sober for a while. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like mentally healthy. Like my relationships are healed. You know, I've getting my life back to life back together. Like I'm normal now. So I should probably drink again. <laughs> and then it would just clearly be um, not the case. Uh, quickly things would get, get worse um, than they even were the previous time. Um, but it still wasn't until I wanted to, it wasn't until like, I was never able to get to that point where being sober was something was like a, a light, you know, it was always like, okay, at some point I'm going to have to give this up at some point, I'm going to have to leave the party, you know, and, and then life is just going to be sad and miserable. And I'm going to just have to just clench my fists and try so hard not to drink for the rest of my life. I, um, had, stints in, in 12 step. Like I'm, I'm grateful that 12 step is there. Cause there were definitely times that I needed somewhere to go. And that's, um, a, you know, a, there's meetings always everywhere. So that's an incredible community, incredible, uh, resource and tool, but it's still never really fit for me. And it just, everything for me felt like a punishment. Everything felt like punitive. Like this is, I I'm a bad person. I'm doing this bad thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm the problem and I just, you know, everything, it was all just very, very negative. And then I found yoga. And when I started doing yoga more regularly, I had started having these like moments on the yoga mat where this little bit of light would come through where I would realize like during the times that I was able to be sober, I like was able to kind of get that feeling kind of like that, almost that first drink feeling where it was just like, everything's okay. Like I'm okay. And it's actually, I'm worth being okay. Like I actually might deserve to have this happy feeling and just like little glimpses of it. And I would realize that, you know, the times that I would not be sober, I um, wouldn't be able to get there, you know? So it was, it was just like this little taste of another way to feel good. And this little taste of just kind of maybe even liking myself and maybe thinking that maybe I deserved to, to be happy um, that I got more and more. So the more I did, yoga, the more I got those little, um, those little cracks of light coming in, the closer I got to the point that I could feel like this actually might be something I can do. This might actually be something that I want to do. And, um, right around that time I had found the Phoenix. So, um, the Phoenix is a sober active community. Um, we're actually a national nonprofit, um, although really starting to become international, which is pretty exciting. Um, but for, for me, when I was just, you know, trying desperately to save my own life, it was, um, something I saw on Instagram, somebody was going to these CrossFit classes and they were free and it was for people who were in recovery. And the only cost to attend was to be sober for 48 hours. And I was like, well, I, I can do that. And that sounds scary. So let me think about it and worry about it for a little while. So I did. Um, but the thing that kept coming, bringing me back to like those pictures and those videos on this, this one woman who was, who was posting them was that it was just like this group of people that just looked really like happy and normal and like high-fiving and smiling. And just like, they seemed really like pumped to be there. It wasn't 
uh, punishment. It wasn't like, you know, people weren't hanging their heads. They were wearing shirts that said sober and they were posting that online. I wouldn't even follow an Instagram account that had the word sober in it because I was so mortified by the thought that people might know this horrible, shameful secret that was becoming less and less of a secret um, by the day. So I just like wanted that, you know, so I, I went to that class and um, the, I think I said this on your, on your show before, but I, that we always say that that door, the, the heaviest door you'll ever open is the, the one to that gym, that first Phoenix gym that you walk into. And, um, and it's true. It's scary, you know, to go into something new in any scenario. It doesn't even have to have anything to do with recovery or, um, you know, CrossFit and, and it was, but then I was blown away at how easy it got after that. Cause nothing about this had been easy. Nothing about trying to find recovery had been easy. Um, for me, everything was hard. Everything was full of shame. Everything was, um, just like, it was just like this pit in my stomach, um, that would spread to my whole body. So I walked in that door. It was hard. It was scary. And then as soon as I got in there, it was easy. Like everybody was just happy and like pumped to be there, pumped to be sober, pumped that I was there, you know, and, it was like this incredibly welcoming group of people that, yeah, we were all there because of recovery, because, you know, we'd had this kind of shared experience in some way, but we are really there to like work out and be together and just have community. So I don't even remember what the workout was, but I remember for once feeling like I'm here and able to enjoy myself. I'm able to be here and like be my full self because even in moments, even when I was on that yoga mat at the yoga studio down the street, I still was holding on to this like shame. I was still like holding on to this part of myself that was just like, I will never let this out. No one can know about this. You know, I have to fix it, but it's just gotta be under wraps. And I got there and it was like, we could even joke about it. Um, and it was the first time I'd been able to be my full self and feel like that was worth anything. And so I kept going um, to Phoenix um, events and classes and just get, kept feeling more and more proud of the fact that I was able to be there. It was like the, the thing that <laughs> the, the the thing that I was like the most ashamed of was suddenly my, my ticket to that party. You know, I thought the party was over. Here's a whole new party that I didn't even know how much I wanted to be there. And I was. And then I started volunteering. I started teaching yoga um, at the Phoenix, which was just like I mean, the honor of my life to like take this thing that, that I found that found me that allowed me to, you know, get to the point that I could, you know, survive and, and like myself and then to be able to share that with other people. Um, it was just everything to me. So that was the thing I think that made it stick. Like, I think I was, I was on the path. I was trying It was really a lot of years that I was trying, but it wasn't until I found the Phoenix that I really wanted to be sober, that I was proud of being in recovery, that I could have a conversation like this and say like, yeah, that I did, that happened to me. These are some things that I did. And like, I pulled myself out of it and I'm, I'm so grateful that it all happened because I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And, um, because of the Phoenix, um, and because of recovery, I'm also able to turn around and, you know, reach out a hand to other people who are, um, in that same, still, still in that pit, you know, still, still in that life that feels like you can't ever get out and you're not even sure you want to. Um, so yeah. And now here I am. That's an incredible story. And, and I love, I love hearing people tell their stories again. You know, I, I, I go through the same thing where I'll hear myself tell my story and, and I feel like different details come out each time. And, 
And, you know, sometimes I worry, I'm like, I hope people don't listen to me share my story multiple times and think that I'm like changing my story or whatever. (laughs) But it's like, you know, different, different details just kind of like come to the surface as we, as we share over and over and over again. And, and, And I love that about just the whole recovery journey. I'd be curious to know, you talked about, you know, using 12 step meetings and, and, you know, not really, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how you phrased it, but like not really, not really jiving with the 12 steps, at least in the beginning, but you knew that there was something important there and then you found the Phoenix. So in that time, were you still going to 12 step meetings or had you kind of, kind of gone through a period where you weren't really doing meetings and then you found the Phoenix and then the Phoenix brought you back to meetings or what did that whole transition there look like? Yeah, that's a really good question. Honestly, the timeline for me is a little fuzzy within that like year that I finally yeah. like I finally got sober for a lot of reasons, probably some physical reasons. <laughs> um, but I don't think I was going to 12 step at the time that I found Phoenix. I had gone um, regularly during, you know, usually after some big, you know, having burned down my life or whatever and mm-hmm. deciding to recommit going every single day. Um, I think I had stepped away from that. I had I had found I'd been sober for some time, sometime. It was probably a few months, but for me, that was a really a lot of time. Um, and I was going to yoga regularly. So that was really the thing that was kind of keeping my head above water, but it still was just keeping my head above water. Um, so I don't think I, I wasn't going to 12 step when I found the Phoenix and I have been since, um, in the past few years, but only to like support, um, friends. It's, it's not my path to recovery. Um, the thing that I love, I think the, my most, like the thing that is most precious to me about, um, the Phoenix community is that, um, we support all pathways to recovery. Um, so there are plenty of people, a lot of people that are, that are part of the Phoenix community who, um, are, 12 set folks that, you know, for sometimes some for decades and, you know, it's, it's a huge, you know, worldwide, it's just something that like gets people sober every day. So again, I would never want to you know, say anything bad about 12 step because I know that it saved so many people, people that I love dearly. So I'm so glad it's there. Um, it just wasn't my path. It just wasn't the thing that, that stuck it. It just, I am very, I, I do well with positive reinforcement, I guess, to just sound like a child. Um, and I really love, I was just looking for that thing where somebody was going to give me a high five and somebody was going to tell me I'm doing a great job. And I think that does happen in, in 12 step rooms for sure. But in the Phoenix, it was just like in, in the, in the gym or in the, you know, in that physical kind of scenario where it's just like that excitement was what um, made me feel like, I needed to be really convinced that there was going to be joy on the other side of this. And, um, that's certainly present there, but just for me, um, it wasn't, it wasn't the thing that, that sparked, sparked joy. So, um, so yeah, just to answer your question, probably very badly. Uh, no, it did not bring me back to meetings. I'm not a person who goes to meetings, but, um, that is something that is very supported. Um, at the Phoenix, I always say whenever I instruct a, a class that, Um, You know, we support all pathways. So whatever it is that you're doing that is working for you, like keep doing it. You know, we're just really grateful to be part of your journey in any way. Um, You know, we're just your your biggest cheerleaders. And for some people, Phoenix is is their whole recovery community for a lot. It's a supplement. Um, And that's the cool thing about it, too, is that it's really different for every single 
person, you know, it's a peer to peer organization. So it's not like, you know, I'm going to tell you how to get sober. I'm just going to be here um, and be your friend and, you know, be excited that you're here and cheer you on. Um, you know, and it doesn't even have to be a, a CrossFit class. Like I, I talk about the, a lot of high-fiving is a big deal for me. I guess I talk about it a lot, but there's also, you know, people go to meditations. Um, we have, I actually manage the, uh, national virtual program for the Phoenix and we have classes happening all day, every day on zoom that you can go to camera on or off, you know, you can have your Phoenix experience in the quiet of your living room if you want to. And there's everything from fitness to yoga, to meditation, to dance, to poetry club, to, we have a role-playing like a Dungeons and Dragons type game. Now Um, we have people, we have a sober moms club. So just really the, we used to be very fitness driven, but now it's really like whatever event, whatever class is going to be meaningful to a person enough that they're willing to come and lead it. Um, and that will help community together because the event is really just the, the vehicle that gets us to the community. Um, and you know, we're, we're gosh, probably between 70 and 80,000 strong now across the country. And there's people that, are coming there's there's in-person locations like so you know we on our website we have an app you can go and look and see if there's events that are happening in person near you um again there's things online every single day and we're just growing 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 and the way we're doing that is just by you know somebody that listens to this podcast is gonna go and check out the website and decide to volunteer and start programming up in their area and just have the support of of all these um people behind them and, um, and everything's free. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it sounds too good to be true. And, um, and it's really that good. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally, I totally love just the whole concept of it. You know, the community having activities to do because I too fell into that mindset of, if I stop drinking and doing drugs, cause that's, you know, currently that's my entire life. Like my mm-hmm. entire life revolves around that. And you know, my perception is people that don't do drugs or don't get drunk are really boring. So in my mind, it's like, if I put this down, my life's going to become really boring. And you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can say now looking back at it with, you know, almost seven years, like, my life is anything but boring, but right. in that moment, it was like, Oh, like, what, what am I going to do? Like, that sounds terrible, you know? And, and, and here there's all these different events, all these different things, all these different groups and clubs. And there's just like, there's so many things for us to do, you know, whether we decide to plug into something like the Phoenix or we go a different route and, you know, mm-hmm. get like a, a gym membership at the YMCA or something like it doesn't necessarily have to be in the sober recovery community, but but once we put those vices down, like our world really does open up. Like I, for what, I don't know why I had that mindset that the, my life was going to be boring because I was really forcing myself to stay in this really small box. And then once, once I got clean is like, Oh, I can do anything I want. Like, I don't know why I thought it would be the opposite of like, you know, this is, you know, thinking my tiny box was, was freedom when it really wasn't, I was in like this self-made prison. And now it's like, I can do whatever I want to do. I can pursue whatever I'm passionate about. Like the, the, the sky is the limit. Like I can do anything. And and I love that about recovery. And, and, you know, if there's anybody that's listening, that's in that place that thinks like, man, getting sober, getting clean is going to be boring. Like 
it, it it absolutely isn't like you can do whatever you want to do. And, and here is a fantastic resource. If you're looking to connect and find that community and find activities that are available in your area, or if there aren't like Liz said, start one, like it's that start simple. One. Yeah. Start or one. hop online, you know, like during yeah. the, during the yeah. community online, it's a, we have a really like just super supportive um, community from all over the world that that's online every day. And for a lot of people, that's, that's their Phoenix. And that's, that's amazing. And I, I mean, I, I agree with you so wholeheartedly, like, I mean, it's, it's the devil, you know, you know, so it's like, even if things are pretty crappy, like in that moment where you're just like sitting for me, it was a lot of like sitting home alone towards the end drinking. Um, like that's, the out anything else is scary. Cause I don't yeah. know what that's like, you know, this is my tool. Like, this is the thing that I, this is my coping tool. This is my best friend. This is the love of my life. You know, this thing. So it's really is, um, it's like, an, you know, a, an unhealthy relationship that it's, it's scary to disconnect from because it's, it's all, you know, and I mean, freedom is the perfect thing per, the perfect word. Like, I love that you said that. Cause that's always been, Every every year, every new year for New Year's, I don't like to do resolutions. I like to to find a word that um, you know, it's very like a, I don't know, kind of a yoga thing, I guess, like finding an intention. And I feel like I like to really distill an intention down to a word because that can just kind of be my anchor, you know, like mm-hmm. as I'm moving through the year and like deciding which direction to go. It's like coming back to that anchor. It's like, okay, will that get me closer or farther from that? And kind of having it be um, you know, just uh something that that holds me steady. But I think that addiction is, um, promising you freedom and it's actually stealing that from you. You know, it's, it's stealing everything from you. It's lying (laughs) to you. And it is when, once, once that, once you're able to like peek through that and like, just poke your head out, um, from between those bars, then you, you can see that there is, there's freedom on the other side. And that's honestly the thing that made a difference for me. Like when I realized that, when I realized that I actually was free to choose to not drink anymore, that's when it changed. Cause it used to feel like I, it was, I was giving up a freedom. It felt like I, this was going to be taken away from me. Like if I admitted I had a problem, then somebody was going to come and take this from me and I couldn't have it anymore. And I needed it. And then I was losing control. I was giving up, you know, a freedom. And then when I, came to the realization that actually I'm a, I'm a grown adult. Like I actually, if I wanted to get off this podcast and drink something, I could, but I, I have the freedom to choose not to, and to know that that's, what's going to bring me joy in this world. And that's also what's going to like open up a thousand other doors that I can choose from, you know, just like the buffet of life is open to me. And if I did pick up that bottle, I would be shutting, I would be locking all those doors. Um, you know, and I'd have the key right in my hand, but I wouldn't be able to get out of them. So it's, it is, it's all, it's all about freedom. Well, we're kind of getting towards the end of the time. So if you wouldn't mind for the listeners that maybe aren't familiar with the Phoenix, could you tell us a little bit more about how we could get connected, what the website is, the app, um, social media accounts, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the website, um, is the the phoenix.org. Um, Phoenix is spelled with an O before the E. I do that. I mess it up every single time. So if you are struggling, you might flip those. So the phoenix.org, you can go there and um, you can see our class schedules um, for our live streaming events. You can um, go and like click the little globe that will allow the system to know where you are and tell you if there's classes near you. Um, 
we also have special events. Sometimes we have guest speakers come on our virtual program or we'll have, we have like a virtual turkey trot happening. Um, we also have on-demand classes. Like you could just do a yoga class on your own time. That's, that's instructed by a Phoenix person. So, um, website really has a lot of things. It's also like our volunteer portal, um, careers, things like that. So website is a great place to start. Our app is just the cat's pajamas. Let me tell you, it is super cool. It is new. Um, you just look for the, the Phoenix, um, app in your app store and you can register for classes there. There's a community on there. You can join like groups based on interest, based on location. You can connect with people one-to-one. Um, I think that's huge, you know, cause a lot of times early sobriety or, you know, when you're trying to find sobriety, you are feeling pretty stuck, pretty alone. And you have that community in your pocket. I think that's incredibly powerful. So, um, so grab the app. It's only going to get better. And, um, yeah, social media, I, Instagram, we are at rise, recover, live. That's our tagline rise, recover, live. Um, yeah. So any, any one of those you can, you can go to and, um, you can find everything else from there, but yeah, plug in, you know, just get started by showing up. The best way to support the Phoenix is by showing up. Like we, everything is free for folks, but by, um, having you come to something, we can show that there's impact there, you know, and that's the way we're able to, to grow. You know, we have, um, generous donors that, um, support us. You, you, you can make a donation if you want to, but again, really just, just showing up, just telling your family and friends, like being part of the community, uh, is, is just the best way to support. And there's going to be a Phoenix for everybody. Cause it's just, even if actually, sorry, I know we're wrapping up, even if you're not a person in recovery, um, everyone is welcome. That 48 hours of sobriety is the only cost. And that's for folks not in recovery as well, just to keep everybody safe. Um, but that's how we break down stigmas by, by bringing together both folks that are in recovery and not. And honestly, we, we like to say that Phoenix is for everyone impacted by substance use, which, you know, you don't have to have a diagnosis for that. You know, you could got a friend or family member, or just kind of like thinking maybe, maybe this isn't serving me anymore. Like, give it a try. It's not, it's, you know, there's everyone, everyone is welcome. Open arms. Awesome. Well, Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show today and and sharing part of your story and letting us know about the Phoenix and all the different services they offer. I know that a lot of people are going to, going to get something out of today's episode and hopefully, hopefully somebody hears something that, that they needed to hear or, or is introduced to the Phoenix. And now they, they can get plugged into a sober community and, and find those activities and those relationships that they've been looking for. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us. No, oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. What an honor. And honestly, it's just fun to be able to hang out with you again. So I'm really, really grateful that you invited me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story with us and letting us know about all the services the Phoenix offers. Guys, I would encourage you to either go to the website or download the app and check out all the awesome activities that are going on in your area. The links for those will be in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.